When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey everybody, it's Weird Islanders, the podcast, back once again. My name is Dan, that is Mike. Uh, what's going on tonight, Mike? Uh, not too much. Uh, another episode here where we get to talk about a a trade that would have gone under the radar basically everybody in the NHL, uh, but it's one that I remember where I was when the trade broke. I remember recording an emergency podcast <laughs> violenters anxiety uh with you when the when the trade you know became official and we had to get on the mics back mm. in episode 13 of islanders wow. anxiety and we're closing in on 250 so <laughs> it probably sounded terrible um <laughs> but this player boy did he leave more of an impact off the ice and on hockey and Islanders and his old team's Twitter. A, I would say a bigger impact in, in that regard mm-hmm. uh, than he did on the ice, which is why we love him. Yeah. I think, uh, I think uh, episode 13, I was still in my uh, karaoke revolution for Xbox 360 microphone era, uh, which is where I started at. So uh, kids, if you want to start a podcast, trust me, 
you don't need that much equipment. Any, any, anything will do uh, in a pinch, but yeah, this is a big one. And uh, if uh, you are new to the Islanders and um, you know, are kind of kind of come around in the uh, uh, Lou Lamorello, Barry Trotz era, you may be surprised to find that this person here counted as a big trade deadline acquisition. <laughs> and so to discuss this man, uh, we're going to bring back one of our favorite returning guests. He is the host of the through the Island podcast. And his name is Desmond Zantua. Desmond, what's going on tonight? uh hanging out uh no matter when this drops this is kind of remind the world that this is a good team as opposed to uh in retrospect when you reevaluate the teams that this player was on you're like what the hell happened <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh How is this the successful one yeah exactly oh, yeah. yeah that that whole season was full of full of moments and players like this. It's like, what is going on? It was such a, well, we'll get to it. Uh, and this player was definitely in the thick of things. He came around late, but uh, he definitely had a, a big hand in a, a very um, surprising and uh, interesting playoff uh, series uh, that uh, we'll talk about. And that's kind of been forgotten a little bit. So, well, before we get to that, so uh, your co-host Mike has been uh corporate Mike, I should say uh, to differentiate him from our Mike uh, has been uh, touring with his band and you've been, kind of holding down the fort with uh, a bunch of uh, guest hosts. Uh, how's that been going for you? Is that a, gives you a kind of a different dynamic uh, than what you guys normally do? I mean, I think it just goes to show you, you know, who's the franchise player and who's the passenger <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, right. And honestly, the way I've been producing with different guests, um, you know, it, 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 it bears in mind, do we really need Mike's cap hit? So, so <laughs> keep your, Keep your eyes peeled. There's been a lot of rumors, on, I think, on 32 uh, Pods, mm. the podcast yeah. about podcasts, uh, <laughs> where they they said, don't go with that, uh, but, you know, yeah. keep your eyes peeled. I'm just saying it's something to watch out for, I think I Elliot said. That's yeah. a classic. That's a classic Friedmanism. Also, you, you, what you got to do is you start, you got to start out, they have to start out by saying, Let, let's look at the Through the Island podcast right now, and then immediately start talking about another podcast. That's uh, yes. usually how these things work, but uh, yeah, no, it's been great. Whether it's you or and Mike or you and whoever else, it's always a, a must listen for me, and I always have to check it out. So we'll uh, we'll make sure everybody uh, gets on the through the island podcast train if they by the end of this if they aren't already. But uh, let's get to our guest of honor today. He's a man you selected, and I can't wait to find out why. So Desmond Santua, will you please reveal the subject of tonight's episode of Weird Islanders the podcast? Shane Prince. <laughs> yeah, out there that's, is like oh shit that's right <laughs> remember him? you remember him because that was the thought i had when i was going through the list i was like oh yeah yeah that guy yeah it's 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 incredible that shane prince um because of the the fanfare and and where hockey twitter and hockey media kind of was when he came to the islanders which was you know the the advanced stats revolution was mm. in full voice and if if you didn't believe in it like you were basically lampooned and uh put in those uh shackles in town square and thrown tomatoes <laughs> got thrown at you um if you if you ever cited plus minus as a mm. as a legitimate stat you were people would show up to your front door with with hockey sticks on fire <laughs> um and so for a player of, of, of Shane Prince's statistical <laughs> portfolio, uh, which was not all that impressive uh, when the Islanders traded for him, he still be- had a ton of hype because it was this uh, 
underlying, you know, he was an advanced stats darling. I was going to say and, his middle name should have been underlying numbers. Right. That, yeah. That was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and he not only found a way to uh, be overhyped for, uh, he, he found a way to be overhyped as a player with very little counting stats and then fail to meet the modest expectations, I think, <laughs> that people who didn't really look at that stuff had as well, uh, albeit with a couple of big moments. Yeah, true, true. Uh, so Desmond, I mean, what was it about Prince that stuck out to you? Was it the fact that you had literally forgotten he existed as an Islander, or was it something else uh, from that time? Uh, well, you know, at some point we'll get into it on this episode, but he and I, uh, you know... We had a situation, as as we say in TTIP right. uh, land. <laughs> we got into a bit of a situation, but mm. I also I part of why uh, I picked him generally. Uh, part of why I love this series is that I mean the f- weird Islanders, the the players themselves tend to be a reflection of the the era, the different weird eras of Islanders uh, post dynasty existence, mm. um, and he is a guy that that. Looking back, it, it it's just so funny. He's such like a time capsule player for that era. And like everything mm-hmm. around him, like to your point, remember where you were when they traded for Shane Prince. Like I, I do, I or I remember when I heard about it. I can't remember if if he was maybe one of those things where it was a trade that like was announced after uh the wire or, or I I, I'm not. I'm not sure if that was the case. All I I just remember it being a guy that I think it was on trade deadline day, but I definitely remember I was like playing roller hockey in a men's league. I think <laughs> uh, skate save for one of the ones in the one in old Beth Page, and uh, and one of my teammates came in, big Islander fan, is like, yeah, this guy. They, they got this guy Shane Prince. I'm telling you, he's a it's a steal. But a lot a lot of the 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 you know people on. Uh, that no senators prospects are really thinking, you know, this is a good mm. going to be a good move, and and it's just in retrospect, it's like, geez, what a what a crock of shit we that 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 all was. <laughs> the degree yeah. to which the, the the degree to which we were just like stretching Elias Sorokin style stretching <laughs> to like have a uh, you know a shred of hope. Right. So well, so that gets back to what I was saying before, and that. Like Shane Prince at the time was kind of uh, a big deal. Like getting him was a big deal, particularly for the Garth Snow Islanders of this era. And and we'll get back to that, I think, in a little bit. But um, yeah, so let's let's go back to his senator's time and discuss kind of why he was kind of a big deal and why, you know, he was seen as a, a, a prospect of note. So he was drafted in the second round in 2011 by Ottawa. He is uh, an American. He's from Spencerport, New York. And if you're like me and you're like, where the hell is Spencerport? It's near Rochester. So he's from Rochester, uh, which is fine. And um, he showed up and uh, put up, as Mike said, extremely modest numbers with the Senators. But somehow his underlying numbers were actually pretty good. And he he showed the profile of a guy who could drive play. That's a word that we we used to hear a lot more than we do now. But he was a guy who could make things kind of move in the right direction, even if he wasn't necessarily scoring goals, which seemed like a pretty cool thing. And I mean, he was still young at the time. So, I mean, the fact that he you know wasn't scoring 20 or 30, whatever goals didn't seem like that big a deal because he was still new. Um, and uh, at the time, like, you know, 
the senators were, and I know this is, might come as a great shock to you, but so sit down. They were going through a bit of a rebuild period. Uh, I know it's cra- it's crazy to think that the, the uh, this uh, the Ottawa you know, that- senators, yeah, no, crazy, yeah. right? Bastion of stability, uh, you know, in the pre Ryan Reynolds era, uh, were very uh, very big on the whole uh, rebuilding thing. They they would start a new one every couple of years, um, and so when he was traded to the Highlanders, uh, the some senators fans, in fact, some that write for or wrote for our uh, SB Nation blog, Silver Seven, were to be blunt, pretty pissed off. Like they, they were mad about this because they're like, oh, great. We have no prospects. And now we're trading our, you know, one or two good ones. We're trading them for nothing. They got a third round pick for them, uh, which uh, was ended up being traded to the Devils. And so uh, I was shocked. And we were talking about this before we came on. I completely forgot. I remember from, from the Islanders point of view, getting him. And we'll get back to that again in a second. But like, I didn't, I completely forgot that, or maybe didn't know at all that, Man, Senators fans were not happy about this at all. Like they, they for them, they were giving up like a key prospect. This is almost like the uh, Aturatu trade uh, that we saw earlier this <laughs> season. You know, what are you doing? We don't have any prospects. Why are you giving this guy away for a third round pick? Uh, and so, yeah, I, I was I was shocked to to find out. You know, I mean, here's a line. I can only think of a couple of reasons this trade makes sense. One is if Prince is disliked in the dressing room, uh, which. <laughs> You never let know. me tell you. Let me tell you. I, uh, I, based off of my situation with him, I would, I would, I would go with. <laughs> it, it, you said it feels a little like Aturatu. It also felt, it feels a little like Keeper Bellows. Um, right. Oh yeah. You yeah, know, like yeah. because, and and this was also supposed to be Gar Snow's forte. Um, you know, finding <laughs> these kind of uh, diamond of the rough players, and and they would right. go on to become PA Parentos or, or Matt, Michael Gravner. Yeah. yeah. Or Michael Gravner. Yeah, exactly. Those, those guys, um, they were also, of course, you know, he didn't hit a hundred percent on, on mm. those guys, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they turned into, uh, you know, Brian Strait. Subjects, subjects of this show. <laughs> or, or subjects of this show like Shane Prince. And, uh, when, when Snow made that trade, there was a kind of like a, oh, Gar still got his fastball. Uh, ethos <laughs> about it too. Like, like, look at him going out there and and finding this needle in a haystack and and getting great value. Like Garth, Garth's done it again. He's he's found mm. he's found the next PA Parento uh, out there. Um, and if if a thousand of these kind of trades where it's these these kind of players are are dealt for for nothing uh, are made have been made about nine hundred ninety seven of them ne- end up not moving the needle. <laughs> Needle at all, and 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 then the player just ends up going over to play for you know Jokerit or something, hmm. uh, and uh, this this definitely falls into that category. Uh, but I, I mean, we were excited because we we like like I said, it was this was the beginning of that kind of era in hockey where uh, you know people started to use predictive metrics a lot more, and and Prince for some reason graded out really well, and. Hmm. Uh, we were, I don't want to say we were convinced by people or like sold a, some snake oil, <laughs> uh, but it, it felt a little like that because I was expecting this guy to come into the lineup and, and mm. be a, uh, you know, this top six winger that, hey, he, he, maybe maybe he even is the answer to the the, the eternal question of, of who's going to play on the wing with, <laughs> That's right. with the Bears or something, you know, like it, it just was a, it was... We were how on earth we were 
oversold Shane Prince is baffling. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a symptom. It, it's a symptom of, of the time. Like one, like you said, the, the revolving door of can Tavares turn this like fringe, fringe professional hockey player into <laughs> like a, a point per game, wi- a, a point per game winger or something like that. And, and also I think like, um, beyond analytics, somehow I feel like for the majority of the you know post two thousand six lockout era of hockey being a faster game, the Islanders have always been like one of the slowest teams in the league, like yes. almost always. So anytime they got a guy that like remotely looked like he skated well, it's it mm-hmm. would be like oh wow, I think this guy could be really special for us, and mm-hmm. like I think that was another part of the. Especially because I, I believe they traded Grabner that previous uh, that previous off season, um, so they, yeah, they that lost that right. speed, and they I think Grabowski uh, had his head situation yeah. going on. So uh, they almost definitely traded Grabner because Christopher Gibson was key, and I think in making the playoffs that year, yes. <laughs> and they got him for yes. in that trade. Um, but, uh, Again, but yeah, insanity, the insanity of the Frankenstein that was that season. Yeah. Yeah. hundred point season. Right. A <laughs> hundred point season that, that did never, never felt like a hundred point season. I, I mean, talk about, you think you've seen everything. And I remember saying this a couple of times during that year on the podcast, like if you had told me that this team was going to have a hundred point season and I would have been like, you know, hanging on by my, by my fingernails the entire time, I would not believe you, you know, hundred point season is supposed to be a nice, easy ride. Right. Nope. Not that year. Um, but yeah, so Prince had really good numbers in the AHL. He was an all-star. at 65 points one year. He led the Binghamton Senators. But for whatever reason, apparently there were some rumors back then that he might want to bolt for the KHL. That's called foreshadowing. Uh, you know, and so whatever, for whatever reason, the, the Senators traded him to the Islanders. Uh, you're right, Desmond. This did come in after the trade deadline on February 29th. That's how you know something weird is going on. It's Ooh. February 29th, right? Um after the, the clock struck three, uh, the trade came down and Shane Prince came to the Islanders. And so, yeah, we did an emergency podcast. It was a very exciting <laughs> situation. Uh, we had our friend Garrick on to, to talk about, you know, because he was very excited about this. And listen, again, we're not gonna, we're not here to pick on Garrick or anybody else. This was what the numbers said. And, and there was reason to be excited. Um, but uh, he, he wrote a great article for Lighthouse Hockey about how, you know, this was an opportunity for, for Prince to really show what he can do. And, uh, and Dom wrote a similar article the next day, kind of same thing. And uh, yeah, it didn't really work out that way, but, but there was a moment of excitement there where you thought this guy could, again, he, he was either going to be a winger for Tavares or a second line winger or whatever you felt the Islanders needed the burst of speed the depth guy, whatever, like he was that guy. He had, he, he was a blank enough space that you could kind of like project whatever you wanted to on him. And uh, yeah, it didn't work out that way, <laughs> but, uh, but he did have a couple of goals, at least uh, in the, uh, the first couple of uh, games, I think with the Islanders, he, he came in and he had three goals and two assists in, in uh, 20 games before the playoffs, which uh, yeah, sure. Sex sounds like a guy who doesn't score a whole lot. Uh, despite drawing play, um, driving play. I mean, Desmond, do you have any kind of recollection at all of any of these sort of regular season games, the 20 regular season games that Shane Prince played before uh, the playoffs started? No, I, I, I don't remember <laughs> a single one. Mm. 
why was there is there yeah. one that i i'm oh i i no, i, I have no answer not. either i'm just asking you <laughs> oh yeah no okay i, I was i was like is there like uh, no there's definitely not. i was like did he have one of the goals in the in the gibson game or whatever <laughs> like i was like am i forgetting a piece of the lore um he but, uh you know, I don't remember. No, I, I, this is what I'm saying. Like, I think he is just an unremarkable Islander. Um, and that's why when I, my re- recollection of him uh, pre playoffs, at least is that he is went where I was when he, when he was traded. Cause and it makes sense that it came through uh, after the wire, a reminder out there, uh, mm. trades can have, can be completed after the <laughs> deadline is announced. It, they just need to be in at the, the the trade call. Just needs to be filed with the league by two fifty nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time. Don't forget, we might see some trades trickle through. So, so Shane Prince was one of those, and yeah. um, he late, was late, uh, late move. Late Ryan Smith, like uh, yeah, exactly move here saying, by he is, snow he's, last he's, second. He's probably the first one since Ryan Smith, and 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 they both had very similar impacts. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I was in uh, living in uh, Long Beach, and and I remember being dark out and. Uh, just like sitting on the edge of my bed, waiting for the details to trickle through, and then seeing how excited a certain like you know community of Islander fans were for this guy, and uh, I and I I vaguely remember trying to like find some sort of like YouTube stat highlight package, and and like there mm-hmm. was I believe one video where like and maybe as a senator where he scored a goal on us and. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy, this guy rocks. Like, I'm, I'm on board. And it, it did not take long for, for myself to be proven wrong. Mm. He, he does fit. Desmond was on, uh, Weird Islanders last year. We talked a little bit, uh, about one player in particular in, in, in his, uh, reluctant Euros episode. And Richard Zendik kind of comes to mind a little mm. bit. Um, except Shane Prince didn't flee. Uh, back home to Slovak- Slovakia, he he just he he had the same kind of impact, but he just was here for it. Uh, but that's the kind of trade it reminds me of a yeah. a depth depth player who just never ever uh, moved the needle. Like mm. and, and like I said, he did have a big game in in the playoffs, yeah. which we'll get to. But like when you think of his kind of overall impact it's so mm. hard I'm, I'm just getting mad at myself because usually i don't get mad for for being excited about like trades for guys who end up we end up talking about on the show mm. um and 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 but for for some reason i'm i'm kind of ticked off that at myself for 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 believing the hype on on, on shane <laughs> prince and 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 not really really realizing it until this moment right now when we're talking yeah. like how how uh underwhelming he was mm. compared to it yeah. In in retrospect, it's it's like one of those things. Doesn't Shane Prince almost feel like the middle point of all those wingers? He wasn't as like nothing as like Corey Conacher or <laughs> yeah, Mark Bouchard. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, or or, or uh, second PA Parento that got cut in training. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he also wasn't. You know, he wasn't Vanek. He right. wasn't Everly. Uh, yeah, Everly. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just yeah. like, he's like the That's middle good... point. He was like, kind of like his skating. I remember his skating being good again because similar mm-hmm. to Zednik, he was a good skater on a team that like was right. pretty much the most like lunch pail grinded out team <laughs> in in the league. Right. So he did have a, a standout performance against the Rangers in a four one win towards the end of that season. He had a goal and an assist, uh, which was a lot. 
uh, in the second period for him. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was his biggest sort of uh, regular season moment. I, I'm also looking at this, uh, these articles and I do find it funny and, and very indicative that, you know, while Garrick goes deep into the numbers and, and Dom weaves this sort of, you know, uh, wonderful poet, poetic tapestry of what this guy could possibly be. My oh. focus in writing these, the, actual trade article was in squeezing in as many Prince puns as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, yeah. that was the only thing I cared about was making sure that everybody knew that Prince was awesome. So that's it. And uh, I didn't care about Shane Prince. I just wanted everybody to know about Prince in case they had forgotten how awesome Prince was. Um, is Shane Prince Prince? No, he is not. And we'll get to why in a little yeah. bit. Uh, so they go to the playoffs. And again, this season, I get, oh man, we had a, we had a, a great episode about Alan Quine a, a little while ago. And, Again, just this season just brings back, I don't know, I get this like twitch. Like it just is very like, it just reminds me of just all of the, all the bullshit that that season had and how they, they, that team just, they spent an entire season in their own zone somehow, you know, eking out wins when they really didn't deserve them because they were so bad defensively. And then they would just get, you know, a goal every once in a while and, and Thomas Grice would just would just stand on his head. And that's how they won their first playoff series in 23 years was Grice standing on his head, Tavares playing out of his mind, and uh somehow they they beat the Florida Panthers. Well, somehow being three overtime games, they beat the Panthers, uh one of which was one of those goals was scored by Alan Quine, of course. And so then they end up in the second round against Tampa Bay and blew two games within the last minute to lose them in overtime and uh ended up losing in five games but the first game of that series is really Shane Prince's crowning achievement as an islander and bear in mind that he would spend the next two seasons with the islanders so you can you can extrapolate what those seasons were like after this but like he had two goals in that first game against Tampa Bay in the second round of the playoffs and i mean if you if you had to pick one guy in that roster to have two goals in a, the fir- game in the first second round playoff game for the islanders since 1993 I don't think you would have picked Shane Prince. With two seconds remaining, second of the period for Shane Prince, 3 1 Islanders. You have to have had some memories of that game, right, Desmond? Like, you know, the, yes, the Shane Prince I, game. We might as well I remember where I was when Shane Prince <laughs> took game one. Uh, I was at Croxley Ale House in Franklin Square. Uh, <laughs> a legend. Uh, really, Legendary place. Oh, great place. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was housing some wings. And uh, I remember, I remember like that legitimately. One, being like, oh my God, the Islanders are going to, we we got to go somewhere nice. Islanders in the second round. Let's get to Croxley's, and uh, and like you know went went there with some friends, most of which weren't um, weren't Islander fans. They were just like my my core like uh, main hangout friends from my hometown that just like loosely follow hockey and more like how unhinged I get um, when I when I'm watching a playoff game the way I just kind of become a feral creature. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember, I remember them lighting up Ben Bishop and, and I, mm. I, I think it's the second Prince goal where like Bishop 
like half-assedly tried like uh, breaking up the pass and mm. like did not cover the bottom part of the net despite being like seven yeah. foot ninety-five. Um, <laughs> well, and it was know, also like, like two seconds before the end of the period, which is a goal the Islanders yes. never score, particularly in that era. That's the goal they give up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I can, I can, I can uh, remember one from the season against the Lightning when Nikita Sashnikov turned the puck over oh. in the future <laughs> zone with like a minute left in the second. Right. Uh, speaking of, of, of weird island, island uh, that that game, of, that game. Speak of uh, Islanders blowing leads to the Lightning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I uh, that game was on my my birthday. Uh, which oh wow! Was was a payback because. The Islanders lost Game Seven against the Capitals on my birthday. Uh, so, oh dear God! It, it, yeah, not, was... <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> oh, man, life is cruel. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a just brutal place. Oh man, it's. Uh, I'll tell you real quick tangent about that game, the Capitals game on my birthday. My, uh, my my mother, I love her, was like, "You why don't you come? You know, we can just you know have a quiet dinner." for you at the house and then you can watch the Islander game. You can watch it. She, she basically like sent me this, this note, a text message, like with like six different options for me to watch the game where mm-hmm. I would basically be alone. Cause like Desmond, like I turn I, I turn into like a gremlin at playoff time. Like we all do. And you know, <laughs> right. if, if you like t- tap me on the shoulder, I might like scratch your face like a cat or something. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and I was like, no, no, no. Like, you know, I can, uh, I can watch. I'll watch with you guys. Like, it'll be fine. Maybe they'll win. <laughs> um, and uh, so they end up losing. And, and my mom just, you know, in, in you know, like I said, she's she's a saint. She just came over to me and gave me a hug. And she said, I really hope this didn't ruin your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's so> <laughs> yeah, of course it did. But they yeah. did get it back, uh, you know, the next year. And, and Shane Prince was, was the, the main reason for it. Mm. So uh, that, uh, and I, yeah, I watched that game at Monaghan's in, in Rockville Center. Mm. Uh, and I believe it was it was like a one o'clock start or a three o'clock start or something. Yeah, it was an afternoon game for sure. Yeah, I think and, it was three o'clock, but yeah. Yeah, and I just remember walking outside and, it, you know, still being light out. And because it was so new to be in the second round, uh, it was the first time basically in, in my life. I was three in 1993. <laughs> uh, then winning game one of the second round, it, it did kind of feel like, oh, my God, this team, three wins away from the Eastern Conference final. They're seven wins away from the Stanley Cup final and and it's all because of shane prince um <laughs> so it's just it, it's just a bizarre uh thing uh the playoffs are and 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 these you know quine and, and uh, prince man like them being mm. these these kind of heroes and like you said and we talked a lot about on that alan quine episode a year that you know when you look back on feels strange um mm. you know kind of like uh, almost almost in a weird way like when I don't know if you guys have ever been to a wake that's fun, like like that, like that. You're like, oh man, that was a lot of fun at that wake, and it's like two two very polarizing fe- things. Oh yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, like, you know, yeah, we had a good time, you know, celebrating this person's life, but it was still a wake at the same time. Yeah, that's how I feel about that season now that I'm starting to come around to it. Like, oh, I hated being there, and I hated how it ended, but like it was on its surface like a good season sure. like they they won the playoff game at I, the time it was a goddamn good... spectacular season yeah <laughs> compared exactly. to the other yeah, ones right. yeah. Now, yeah it's uh it's man i don't want to go back down it but it just it it really does these guys <laughs> it's really such a weird bring, team 
It's yes. such like I, right now I'm looking at like the regular season stats of that team, and, and to tie it back to that Capitals like series and, and comparing those two years, you look at both those teams, 2014-15. To me, that might be the best Islanders roster in my mm-hmm. lifetime. Yeah, yes. like, and I, one of the most likable ones too. Yes. One of the most likable ones. It's one where I swear to God, if they if they get somebody better than Chad Johnson as the backup goalie, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they def they win the division. It's a it's like a different it's a different world. And actually, interesting tie into twenty fifteen sixteen is I think Staple wrote something about uh, he alluded to it in in one article that the Islanders originally tried getting Grice for that year for that that fourteen fifteen year, but he opted for Pittsburgh or I guess maybe Pittsburgh was a better deal something like that. But uh, so oh, but to tie it back to what I was saying, the the like that fourteen fifteen team. What was weird about um, like fifteen sixteen to fourteen fifteen fourteen fifteen that is the one Islander team of my life that I think was like uh, per- was perplexing teams with their like uh, with their quickness and creativity like they they, yes. they they were they were killing it on the breakout they were like constantly doing four man rushes and 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 like they were just going 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 and then fifteen sixteen. You know, and it's the last year at the Coliseum, 15, 16, they're at Barclays and like no one had a great year in 15, 16. You look at like, you look at the stats, like leading scorer, obviously Tavares, but only like 70 points in, in 70 mm. games. You know, that's like not really good from 64 points for Oposo second. That's, that's, that's good for Oposo. Mm. Nielsen 52. That's good for him. Then after that, Brock Nelson at 40, that's number four. <laughs> So it's just like a bunch right. of people, but with yeah. between twenty points and forty points. The, those two teams were basically polar opposites of themselves because fourteen, fifteen, that to, that team really did drive play, and they were like playing at a breakneck pace until basically the All Star game when Kyle Oposo got hurt, things got kind of messed up, and then like you said, they they missed out a chance to to get home ice advantage and then end up playing Game Seven in Washington where they lost. But that that team was really all about pace and. Played a very exciting brand of hockey that the Islanders hadn't really played, at least successfully, for a long time. I mean, there were some exciting teams. They just didn't win a lot, right? Uh, yeah. But that team kind of managed to put it all together. But, man, 15-16, again, that team just they felt like they were just yeah. stuck in their own zone every single game, all game long. And I'm not surprised that Tavares only had 70 points. Meanwhile, he probably had like 80 or 90, almost 90-something 90 the season before. And so... It was it was hard to watch. It just was no fun. <laughs> and then you kept thinking, here's the collapse, here's the collapse, but it never came until, you know, I guess the second round of the playoffs against the Lightning, uh, when it finally fell apart. One one thing we didn't really talk about on the Alan Klein episode was that that was also the uh the, the contract, the walk year for so many guys. Yes, the last like, ride which, for which, like, yeah. like not Shane Prince. He well he got re upped, <laughs> but a couple other guys didn't. And um yeah, and, and that kind of added to it. Like this like this like for the first time in a while, because that core was together for so long and um, we we kind of thought that they would be what this core the the like Nelson Lee Bailey core would be. Uh, we thought this was it was going to be these guys, and, and I guess to some extent, like they kind of they they were um, together for so long too. But that was awkward. It was mm. it, it was that maybe that's like what it was. Like it's just like this like awkward kind of it, happy thing. Like they won a playoff series for the first time, and then. The guys who won that this, won them that series were gone. Mm. Like the guys who was such a big deal to two of them were were gone. 
Yeah. That like, was brutal. That was, that yeah, was, yeah. it's, it's like in, in retrospect, like it's another thing that sticks out about that time is, is that there, it just feels like there's a lot of canary in the coal mine type, type uh, mm. feel in retrospect in that like, okay, how, how the hell was Shane Prince your big get? And then you, and then they missed out on, for, from what I remember, like that off season, they, the, the ownership was like, they're going to make a big pitch for Stamkos. They're going to make a big pitch for yeah. Stamkos. Yes. And, yes. and Stamkos, like the day or two before free agency, uh, what, whatever it was, like co- recommits to the, the Lightning. And Islanders had, were on the back foot with all their own guys. Uh, mm. Ownership is like, you need to make a big splash. So rather than keep people that have been good for you, you get Andrew Ladd, who you fly to, <laughs> to Long was- Island. The yeah. one guy, the that's the one guy that's chosen yeah. the Islanders. It, it was just like, yeah, it, that really was the calm. That was the celebration before the storm. It, like it was the Shane Prince game. The Shane Prince game one. It, that's the last, mm. uh, yes. last good vibe for about yeah. three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Oh man, that. Yeah, we need to do a deep dive. I think one, one, one podcast or something on that whole off season because that, and we'll move on. We'll move on to the Shane Prince story again in a second, but like not tendering even really an offer to Oposo and then basically coming to Franz Nielsen late after he had already kind of decided he was going to leave, man, I, you know, Marceau did a lot of great things with this team, but that summer was not good. That was the anti-Islander thing too. Like you think about yeah. it now, like these yeah. nobody, you know, once you come here, nobody really leaves. And, and yeah. I, I'll, I'll never forget waking up, um, I used to, I was working nights back then. So, you know, I'd get home at like five in the morning and before uh, NHL free agency day, because that was the tampering period where you were like allowed to, obviously we know very, very well about that uh, from a couple right. of years later that uh, what that period was like. But um, I remember the like Franz, the Franz thing being like, he, he was like a, a, a lock to stay. And then he yeah. kind of had his head turned a little bit. But I remember talking to Arthur Staple and him being like, I still think he's going to stay like if I was to bet on it. And then that morning I woke up and I had a, a text from him that said, I'm going to need your shoelaces, kid. <laughs> 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 and then I knew that meant that, that Franz was Ooh. gone. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it's just, it's so, it like you were saying, you Shane Prince stays. <laughs> you got to keep Shane Prince around. Uh, and, and, yeah. and, and, and I know like salaries matter, but. But like, you're 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 gonna try to to recreate like an Islanders core, and one of the 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 fringe supporting cast members is gonna be Shane Prince. You couldn't yeah. have found a way to to keep it, and and, right. and that yeah, and then obviously like the well, and, and there was Andrew Ladd. Yeah, the Ladd. Too. Like, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was amazing. like that. That was almost like a PR spin. It felt like the Islanders have got ahead of signing Andrew Ladd by being like, you know, a week before free agency started, they're like oh. By the way, if you're an Islanders fan, you might want to look out your window. There's a helicopter landing at uh at MacArthur Airport, and it might have a special guest. And uh, but he's he's busy today. He's going to check out Friends Academy and Garden City High School <laughs> real quick. <laughs> like, oh, who could it be? Could it be the guy that everybody said you're going to sign to an over like to a bloated contract? Oh, it turns out it was. The important thing about Andrew Ladd is that he was the captain of the Winnipeg Jets. So we had that leadership experience. <laughs> yeah, so he, that's he won a Stanley difference. Cup in 2006. That's right. Rings in the room. Rings in the room. Rings in the room. So many rings right. in the room. 
It was a lot of rings. It's all about the rings and the schools, as always. Okay. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's get back to Shane Prince. So as Mike said, <laughs> Shane Prince was, was re-signed uh, and managed to come back the next season. And, uh, Played 50 games and scored uh, a whopping uh, five goals and 13 assists in those 50 games. Uh, and, uh, you know, that team was not good. Uh, they missed the playoffs. Uh, a lot of the heart had left. Again, Matt Martin, too. We forgot about Matt Martin because he came back. But, yeah, he left, too. And uh, this was, of course, sort of beginnings or the, you know, Series 1 in the Tavares free agency uh, courtship era. And, um you know, the five goals and 13 assists that Shane Prince had in that year. Uh, we do have video of it. And uh, if you remember any of these goals, well, good on you. You're a better Islanders fan than, than I am or, or we are, because I definitely didn't remember these. It seems like he's just sort of in the right place at the right time a lot of the time. Uh, but whatever, it worked. But this was also where the injuries start to happen. And much like with Alan Quine, Prince wasn't really able to kind of, you know, ride the momentum of that big playoff uh, performance to regular season success because quite frankly he was always hurt and he came back the year after i forgot if he was re-signed or maybe he was on two-year deal but uh in 17 18 he only played 14 games and he had uh, one goal and one assist and he was just hurt he had a season ending i want to say ankle surgery i might be wrong uh but it was some oh yeah ankle surgery and um you know just just a, a completely lost season and you know much like quine I just forgot he was on the roster. And I, I say that with no disrespect. Like I just literally forgot he was there because this was again, 17, 18 Doug wait there. Jack Capuano fired Matt Barzell, absolutely lighting the league on fire, but the Islanders goalies under siege all the time. 
nobody could get a save. They couldn't get a win. Everybody wants Tavares. And it was just such a, a clusterfuck to, you know, for lack of a better word, that the, the health status of Shane Prince just didn't rise to the, you know, the level of priority for me. Um, I mean, what, what Desmond, like, where were you on the Shane Prince uh, sort of spectrum at this point uh, in his career, two years after removed from his shining moment uh, against Tampa Bay in the playoffs? I don't remember him <laughs> being on the 17-18 There you go. <laughs> but the fact that he was on it still, like if you told me he was 16-17, I'd be like, yeah, because, well, we mentioned Andrew Ladd. Uh, really, yeah. we keep cycling the zone here, but like uh, Shane Prince was, uh, I believe he had a little bit of chemistry with Andrew Ladd on a line that was Alan Quine, uh, mm. Shane Prince, and Andrew Ladd. And uh <laughs> So like I vaguely remember that, but seventeen eighteen I don't remember him at mm. all, which is fitting because uh, what a period of checking out on the whole vibe of the of the team, yeah. like like okay. that seventeen eighteen season, just the, yeah. the the pure before last year, probably the most miserable oh Islander season of, of of memory. And not not to go <laughs> too far down this road, but uh, it, I agree one hundred percent with you. It was miserable is the perfect way to put it, and uh, you know. Again, not to not to bring up this again for what seems like a you know the millionth time this season, but uh, you know when people want to know why Islanders fans still boo John Tavares, yeah, a lot of it has to do with him leaving, obviously, but a lot of it has to do with the misery of that season and just the fact that everybody was again like you talk about Islanders versus the world. That season was definitely the Islanders versus the world season, and uh, a lot of us who were there will never forget it. So the hell with all of you <laughs> that made that happen. Unfortunately, every season. Um, has different levels of misery to it, and and by every season I mean the bad ones. But uh, <laughs> so so like the se- like for instance the first season after the lockout, it, right. yeah, it was tough because they didn't make the playoffs, and they kind of you know had some sort of expectations to do so. But it was the first season after a year without hockey, so it was kind of a a give it like a a free shot, I guess. And then uh, you know the next year was was one of the best that seasons in islander history of course hmm. uh, and then the, the two after that like you, you knew what the team was trying to do sort of like they were tanking before it was cool um so like you went into it with with no one tanks of... hey no one tanks, yeah, no, nobody tanks. <laughs> this is the national hockey league yeah. some teams just have joey mcdonald and yan Denis <laughs> as their goalies for the whole season like start the summer saying those are our goalies that's yeah teams I mean, don't tank. yeah you think peter Mrazek and uh and 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 uh alex Stalock is is a bad goalie <laughs> tandem we'll we'll show you although i will say something about mcdonald and denis is uh mcdonald had a really nice look he really embraced the orange and and in his pads i remember he had like the the middle part of his like his goalie pads were were orange and and Jan denis had a beautiful helmet um, and was a nice guy. I actually met Jan Denis. So, Jan, really good guy. But, uh, but yeah, you go into seasons with like kind of different. You can you can kind of have had your guards up for for bad seasons like that one, the the Denis McDonald year. Uh, this one was, it was just miserable. Yeah, it was yeah. just you. We were getting it from everywhere. Yeah. yeah and bad. and it, it's I don't it's know what else uh, to say about it honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it's it's wild to revisit it's so it's so like the all the to your point about the bad seasons. Okay. So in a lot of the bad seasons like in in rebuilding ones there was always in a you sense could of humor. Still, 
And mm. there's a sense of humor. You could sell yourself on these young, you know, guys are going to be how much better next year. And, uh, mm. um, but with that, with like the 2017, 18 year, it's like, uh, with the exception of Barzell, yeah. like everything else was like, okay, Doug waits, the coach is, is, is Doug <laughs> Waite going to stay the coach and is Garth Snow. Am I going to, is this my life? Is yeah. this, is this how yeah. it's going to be for me? You know, we're never going to forget that sort of final, um, press availability with Garth and Doug and John Ledecky reading his like prepared statement. And yeah, we all thought the same thing. Like, we're really going to do this again with these guys. Seriously. Like we're going to continue to trot out the same, not good team. And for the third year in a row, and then, you know, see, hope that something happens. Well, guess what? That wasn't what happened. And a few weeks after that press conference, uh, snow and weight were both out and Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz were in. And, uh, in coming in Lou, I'm sure did some evaluating of the, uh, the current roster and decided that chain Prince. Well, he wasn't going to be a part of it. So he was gone. He was not tendered a new contract. And this was when Shane Prince began the tour uh, of Switzerland, of Russia. He's played for, I mean, I don't even know how many, how many teams. Two two teams in Switzerland, four in uh, the KHL in Russia, including one right now we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, he signed with Davos in Switzerland. Big, big club there. Joe Thornton's played for them. Mark Stride, I think, maybe too. Uh, left halfway through thinking he was going to come back to the NHL. He did not. Uh, and then uh, ended up playing in the KHL for uh, some teams. I'm not going to, uh, um, you know, disrespect by trying to pronounce their names. Uh, and um, he just, uh, yeah, he's been basically overseas for the last few years. And he's still playing right now. And, and as I came into the, the episode today, you guys were looking at the team he's on now. Uh, Moscow Spartak. Oh, before we get there. So he had two great seasons for Dinamo Minsk. Uh, and his best season by far was uh, 2020, 21, 52 games for Minsk, 25 goals, 24 assists, 49 points. That's the most points he's had in a season since 14, 15 with Binghamton of the AHL. So he's regained his form, whatever form that was. Shane Prince found it in Minsk. Uh, it, it's been a long journey. From Long Island to Minsk, uh, Shane Prince, Shane Prince. And so, uh, but that he, that was his last year in Minsk. And then he kept moving on and now he's with Moscow Spartak. And, um, this roster is really, is really something else. <laughs> like you guys were, were laughing about some of the guys on, on this roster here. Um, who did we talk about? Oh, uh, Alexei Emlin is on this team. Phil Verone, uh, we yep. bounced around a bit for, with Buffalo and a few other teams. And, uh, and the the important thing is is uh, there's an alumni, mm. Aaron Quint, my God, who, who is maybe the weirdest Islander, yeah, because of <laughs> he was he was signed by by Gar Snow um, in that 2006-07 season when the Islanders ran out of defensemen, <laughs> uh, so he signed him. He had to go through waivers and he was ineligible because he signed after the trade deadline to play for the in the playoffs. Mm. So he yeah. played four games for the Islanders. They won all four, <laughs> um, but he only played because they had tried to side Todd Simpson. Right. And the uh, Simpson was just suspended by in, by in like the last game of his German league season. And the NHL decided to uphold that suspension. <laughs> so Simpson couldn't play. So Snow then went to Durant Quint, who uh, I guess ended up on this Spartak Moscow franchise a couple years later. But yeah, Durant Quint, man. Uh, 
four and zero as an Islander, and all four games uh, were were vitally important. So <laughs> maybe the best Islander ever, considering right. his where, where his uh, win rec- his his win percentages. I guess so. He's the, he's gonna get an episode of this show eventually. Oh yeah. So there you go. Don't don't waste it all here. <laughs> There's, I, I, I don't know how you do a, a, you just did the episode. Like that was the, that there's so little to the Daron Quint. I, I remember I, the thing that I remember about him is that that's how I found out you could sign players after the trade deadline. Mm, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And yeah. He, he, I remember him, he, he like played big minutes yeah. <laughs> on that he team. Did. Like he was, he was yeah. not like sheltered. He wasn't there to like hold the, just like sit at the end of the bench and just in case like we, we, mm. we need you for four minutes. Like I feel mm. like Deron Quint was, was playing. And uh, I remember being at the, the first win that they had in that four game span and, and watching him celebrate a goal and being like, Oh wow, he's into this. He's, he's, he's mm. really into this. And I'm pretty sure he got power play time. Like that's part of the reason I signed him, but that was not a good time. Yeah, we so- should clarify by the way, that Darren Quint and Shane Prince did not play on the same Mar- Moscow Spartak team together. <laughs> but, uh, Quint was on the 13, 14 Moscow <laughs> Spartak team. He's, he's not like yeah. 50 years old playing. He's 47 right now. He's my age. So uh, he's not playing currently for uh, Minsk the way Shane Prince is. But uh, yeah, that that is an odd, you know, of, of all the crossings of Islanders overseas, um, that is definitely one that it, nobody yeah, saw maybe Duran Quint showed him the schools. In, in, <laughs> the oh Minsk, my god, the <laughs> 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 they, they are fantastic. Um, so um, yeah, and that, and that's about it. So he is still playing. He's one of the rare weird Islanders we've done that is in fact still playing. And uh, currently this season, as we as we speak, fifty games. 17 goals, 18 assists, 35 points uh, for Shane Prince. He's second uh, on the Spartak roster in scoring. So right at, uh, right ahead of Phil, five points ahead of Phil Verone. So that's how that's going. Um, yeah. So he's I mean, only 30. Yeah, he's not old. I mean, he was he was only 24 <laughs> or 25 when the Islanders got him. Like he was not old. So I don't know. I really don't. Um, I wonder if he and. If he, do you think he and Josh Hosang have like crossed paths in the, in the KHL and like you know swapped stories of playing for the Islanders? I don't know. Of the I, seventeen I eighteen so. Islanders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's worse, where we are right now, or playing for the seventeen eighteen Islanders? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the weather is better on Long Island. I'll tell you that. I'm sure. But that leads me to my big question that I want to pose to you guys right now. So in here, we've talked about Shane Prince's bona fides. What made him such a huge acquisition, how he had that big game and then fell to face the earth basically due to injuries and, and everything else. So I will ask you guys this question. We'll start with Desmond. After uh, Ryan Smith, is Shane Prince the biggest deadline acquisition in Garth Snow's tenure as Islanders general manager? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Garth Snow. It's a small list, you know? Yeah, I... Wow, this is the faintest praise I think that's ever been ever been engineered. Uh, but I think so. I, I, wow. I, I, oh wait, oh wait, no. Wow, I, I'm literally uh, yeah. The, 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 the substances are are kicking in. Uh, I, I, I'm I, I was thinking about like wait, they've made all those good deals. All of those are the most recent deal. Like, are the the Pajo deals? <laughs> they're all the Lou deals. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think Brandon of Brandon Davidson, you know, head. very close, yeah. very close. Brandon yeah. Davidson, maybe. Taylor Beck. 
You know what though? He the, the the best trade he probably made was when he got that first round pick for Chris Campoli. Mm, uh, all right. Him, but like that wasn't a player. Uh, Campoli, right. of course, is is one of the great Islanders whose whose Wikipedia page is still a picture of him at Adventureland. Um, <laughs> even though you know he had a, a lot more, there are a lot more opportunities for pictures uh, uh, from that. But yeah, it was it was Comrie. Oh, Comrie was in that trade too, right? It was Comrie. Oh yeah, and all right, yeah. McCammon in a first round pick. And I who I can't remember who that first round pick turned into, but I'll I'll pull it up by the by the time this episode ends. But uh, yeah, like what other what other ones were there? Like like the that, wasn't a, that wasn't that wasn't an an addition. That was a that was a a, a futures move, kind of like how he got yeah. the great Sebastian Kohlberg for for Thomas Vanek. Like, but I can't think of another one honestly off the top of my head. Yeah, like, it occurred to me while I was writing up and thinking about this episode. I'm like, oh my god, because like oh five oh six, he was trading away. Right, Kavasha and Lukowicz and Sokol, yeah. and like even even though like Smith obviously he played less. I think I guess he played less games with the Islanders than Prince did before this season, and then you know obviously less playoff games too. He's the biggest one by far. But then like afterwards, there's Shane Prince. Like he's the only other guy that even kind of qualifies a little do bit. You count, do you count? So yeah, because I, I feel like the the one guy that comes to mind. But I don't. I think he's too early to be a, a trade deadline guy. Uh, Mark Andre Bergeron, right? Right. Yeah, I feel like yeah, he was like yeah. early. He was like late January. He's like more of like All Star break ish. I think. Yeah. Uh, trade. Yeah. He was Horvat. He was like Horvat, not yeah, Angwell. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. I guess it is. Jesus. <laughs> that's awful. That's, dark. That's so dark. Get dark and dark. Very dark, very bleak. My God, but but hey, uh, that's a feather in his cap. Uh, so well, there I, you go, Shane Prince. Um, so now we get to the big finale, and this was when I when I asked Desmond if he can come on, and he was like, "Yeah, sure." And he told me Shane Prince, and I said, "Oh, that's great." And and you came back with just the just the the barest tease of what has to be a great story. So please tell us the story and the tale of how Shane Prince came to block you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me tell you, I, I think he was a locker room issue. I'd have to guess, you know, if you put up the numbers he put up at Dynamo Minsk and, and the NHL doesn't come back, I feel like you must be a locker room issue. But I Sounds firsthand right. know, um, and it's not my first time being a what I consider a Twitter uh, Islander, Twitter political prisoner. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, Shane Prince, um, he tweeted, uh, so, so I'm not sure if, um, if you're familiar with history, uh, or the year 2016, um, Mm. but some, some situations went down, um, some, some, uh, some dark energy took power and, uh, Shane Prince appeared to have liked that guy quite a bit. And, uh, Mm. he at one point retweeted some dumb one of the several thousand dumb tweets which is i think like if you uh i think if you burn the flag you should get arrested or you you should get uh your citizenship revoked and deported and and i i was just like and i saw shane prince retweet it and i just like tweeted at him uh the supreme court case that Mm. that established that you that's protected speech and then i i stopped seeing his tweets, uh, <laughs> I noticed shortly thereafter, and uh, he blocked me for that. And uh, 
So, wow. so uh, you know, I, I, it, it's an interesting uh, free speech. But, you know, based off of, of that, I, I can understand he's probably liking Russia quite a bit right now. So, <laughs> so he's, I, 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 hope you're, I hope you're enjoying it, buddy. I'm sure he is. I'm sure you he's got, listening. You got what you dreamed of. Yes, uh, for sure. I mean, in one of our early, going back to another early episode of Islanders Anxiety, Mike was blocked by Carl Alsner on Twitter. So, uh, yes, yeah. you know, it does happen. And, of course, uh, we've, I'm sure, all been blocked by James Myrtle. Because yes. he's just a big old. Let's see. I, I've, been, I've, never, I've never tweeted at him. Uh, yes. It's, it's, Neither it's, did I, and he still blocked yeah, it's me. <laughs> it's 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 Myrtle. Um, um, I was Myrtle, throwing some dirty Darren hits Drake, on on, uh, on Myrtle the other other night after they beat the. Uh, <laughs> I was finishing the checks high and hard on him <laughs> the other night. Uh, yeah, Myrtle Draker and, and also. Yeah. Um, oh, just to 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 update you from before. So. Oh, he blocked crazy. me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this, so this is this is crazy. So so they traded Campoli for a pick in the 2009 draft. That pick ended up being Kyle Palmieri. Oh, wow. But the Islanders used that trade that pick to trade up for Calvin DeHaan. But mm-hmm. in doing so, the number 16 pick in that draft ended up with Minnesota Wild. So the 12th pick ends up with the Islanders, Calvin DeHaan. The 16th pick ends up with Minnesota. That's Nick Letty. And the number 26th pick, the original trade traded pick, was Kyle Palmieri. So all three of the Islanders wow. traded to get to number 12, and through all three of the, the, the picks, we yeah. all ended up being Islanders at one point or another uh, in this, this, this 2009 uh, first round. So, um, yeah, that was uh, Chris Chris Campoli and, and poor Dean McAmmond. Um, I <laughs> What what went from a contender in Ottawa to to that Islander team? Uh, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, it's, that's it's pretty pretty shocking stuff. <laughs> pretty, pretty also bleak. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That 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 was that that guy was the GM for eleven years for, yeah. for the Islanders, <laughs> um, and, and like the 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 dumpster diving, uh, the deals that worked out were the deals that fell into his lap, and and it was usually someone. It was it was more uh, some GM beating themselves more than more than snow pulling a fast one. Masterclass, you know? right? Yeah, yeah. And then it, it, the majority of it is is Shane Prince type type stuff. Well, I mean, we have covered a lot of ground, and it's all been in during a very dark period of time <laughs> for, for the yeah, Islanders. Very relevant. Too. Everything, everything yes. is so relevant. It is always. I mean, that, that's what makes Islanders fandom so special. It always, everything always comes back around. It always comes back around. Um, but I just, you know, to to wrap it up, I kind of want to get back to the something we talked about before, which is that you know we, we were kind of oversold on this guy. We were all very excited about him, and then we kind of look back and we're like, why was that? Why did that happen? How did you feel that way? And I, I don't know if, if you know Desmond, you're a musician. Of course, you have your band Career Day on top of the uh, the podcast, so everybody should check that out as well. I mean, it, it's sort of like almost like w- when you're into a band in high school and then, you know, you're into them, you buy the shirts, you got the poster, you're, try- you're like evangelizing them to other people, you're making mixtapes or CDs or whatever it is. And then you look back a few years later and you're like, man, that was not smart. I mean, I went through a Doors phase in high school that I'm really not proud of at this point. I have about two Doors songs I could listen to now these days. And everybody's kind of had that. And I, I kind of feel like Shane Prince might be one of those where it just seemed like kind of cool kind of great i like this and you know you got the t-shirt on you're ready to go and then you look back and you're just like this was embarrassing why was i ever into i mean am i crazy is that is that kind of uh similar i mean you're you're the musician so 
I, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of the, yeah, it's, it is the, how the hell did I, did I, was this one of my favorite songs? It's like type, type, (laughs) type moments Mm. where it's like, did I really, did I really vibe with this or was I just dumb? Um, (laughs) a little bit of both probably, but yeah, it's, it's, Mm. again, it's always like these players are, and their weirdness is, is like a symptom of, of the time. And it's like Mm. Shane Prince he was he was young like what the fact like we said he's 30 now yeah. <laughs> and and they they traded for him mm. 8 years ago yeah you know so he was like a young guy and it was one of those things where um desperate for good news it's like when you're de- when you want to like a band mm. i like in it i guess it's uh, it's less about music and more about uh the way the world is, uh, the way life feels when you're uh, actually depressed and you don't know it. Uh, you're yeah. trying to find a band. You're trying to like convince yourself that you're liking a band more than you know you mm. actually do. You're liking. You're trying to convince yourself. You're trying to get yourself into it. I think like mm. Shane Prince was a band we tried to get ourselves into. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. and rather than a band that like we ever I think were like enthralled by the actual uh music of the idea of shane prince was 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 better than the right. actual shane prince yeah yeah perfect perfect way to end it so where can everybody find uh the through the island podcast where can they find your band where can they get more desmond zantua because that's what we all need you can follow the through the island podcast pod at uh at tt island podcast uh if if uh if you're curious about what we are uh, in the Islander, you know, kind of stratosphere. If I could compare us to any Islander, it would be uh, Leo Komarov in the bubble with a black eye, wearing the cage, staring into nothingness on the bench. That that's kind of that's kind of the, the the kind of chaotic. You don't know what's going to happen next. You're not sure how this is happening at all. Uh, kind of uh, you know energy of uh, of the podcast uh, universe. Um, we, uh, uh, we, our motto is we don't care and it shows, um, <laughs> like Kruger and, industrial uh, smoothing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and the band, uh, you can follow us at, at career day NY on all socials. We are playing quite a bit, usually in the city, um, or, um, and we're doing a bit of touring, um, throughout the year. So uh, you know, stay in touch. All our, our music, we put out an album uh, called uh, Where We've Always Been. It's our first album. Um, it's streaming everywhere. It's, it's, uh, it's got a lot of songs about Long Island and about um, how it feels to live on Long Island if you're not um, someone that gets shown all the nice schools and flown uh, from, <laughs> from Chicago. Um, uh, but like with some like uh, Blink Motion City soundtrack type uh, energy to it. and. Um, you can follow me personally on Instagram at, at when dogs dream that used to be my personal Twitter account. I use the band Twitter as like my personal one. I don't have a personal one that I mm. keep public, uh, ever since I was, uh, deplatformed by Twitter, um, a couple <laughs> years ago, uh, for free, for more free speech reasons, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, everybody should check out the Through the Island podcast. Check out Career Day. Uh, you know, one thing that I like about having all these many Islanders podcasts is that it, the vibes are all different. So you guys have a vibe. We have a vibe. 
you know, uh, the Hockey Night New York has a vibe. Eyes on Islands has a vibe. Nassiman has a vibe. Like everybody's got a different vibe, and, and it's cool. And you can you can hang with some. And, and if some somebody's not your cup of tea, well, you, you got somebody else who's probably <laughs> there that, that is. <laughs> we are we are definitely a lot of people's uh, not cup of tea. Let me tell you. Uh, but but we do it for fun. We do it yeah. uh, for the love of love of the game, as as we say. That's right. That's right. You got to get this stuff off your chest when, when you're riding and, and dying with this club. And so, uh, but this has been great as always. We'll have you on again. I mean, you're, you're just so much fun to have on and, and these stories are, are great. So thanks for coming on. Oh, I love being here. Yeah. Uh, Michael Leboff, any final words on Shane Prince Islander for one day, but really a bunch of other forgettable days. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I think we, we, we covered it pretty well in, in, as I said on that Alan Klein episode, I'll, I'll reiterate it here. I, I still have a lot of emotional, like, learning to do from from that season and era. Um, because I am, there is no closure for me yet. And that <laughs> speaks volumes of, of where I am as a human being in relation to this, this hockey team. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, yeah. Too long didn't read unhealthy relationship with the Islanders, as, as a lot of people <laughs> No, I feel the same way. Definitely, the could have bins. The could have bins are haunting, but also it's like, really, could it have been with the pieces that when you think about all the inherent, (laughs) inherently you know toxic parts of that whole situation? It's a great. Like I said, there's so much more to to kind of talk about, and there's a lot more weird Islanders left on these rosters that we need to pick through, and maybe by the time we get to Taylor Beck. Uh, <laughs> I'll have some closure on on, on this era. I doubt, I doubt that, but we, I'm, I'm along <laughs> for the ride, no matter what. Uh, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, the Big Lebowski uh, with two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski. Read his work and listen to his work at Action Network. Listen to Through the Island podcast. Listen to Career Day. Follow Desmond on Twitter. And uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back again in a little while with another uh, Weird Islander. And uh, thank you very much. And until then, keep the Islanders weird. We'll talk to you later.